0: Hi, everybody. Nick here, joined by Bill. Say hi. What's up? Matt, say hi. Hi. We're getting nice and efficient with this. I like it. Speaking of efficiency, let's talk about a linebacker who is brutally efficient from his middle linebacker slash inside linebacker role. And that would be one Mr. Ellis Brooks from Benedictine High School in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, Brooks, of course, is the inside linebacker, standing at 6'2". 233 pounds, is a four-star recruit on the 247 Sports Composite Rankings, the number 269 player in the country, the number 13 inside linebacker, and the number 10 player in Virginia. Uh, Committed, of course, just a few days ago on January 30th, filling the void left by one Dylan Rivers, who chose to flip his commitment from Penn State to Virginia Tech. Um, And a lot of people looking at the situation that unfolded, are kind of thinking that Penn State may have gotten a little bit of a steal here. There's a lot of people who think that Brooks is actually a better fit for Penn State in that he is more of a true inside linebacker while Rivers maybe seemed more suited for outside. It's Tough to tell. He could have played either one, but Brooks definitely fits that mold of an inside linebacker, and that's what... That's where Penn State's biggest hole is on the depth chart right now. Um, So, Matt, I mean, it all happened pretty quickly, but can you give us the story of how Brooks ended up at Penn State?
1: Oh, it's kind of – it was quick on one hand, but on the other hand, it really wasn't. His first visit to Penn State was actually back in July of 2015, Um, and as I'm sure most people know by now, um, he's always been pretty high on Penn State. In fact, on his tweet when he committed, he called it um, his dream school for as long as he can remember. Um, but as as most everyone knows at this point, um, he got his offer um, really simultaneous with Dylan Rivers, decommitting and flipping his commitment to Virginia Tech. Um, and really, it's, those two are kind of intertwined in a sense. You could probably make a case that Brooks would have received an offer from Penn State um, much earlier had they not had Rivers in the bag for as long as they did. Rivers was committed for over a year, uh, I believe. So it was just one of those things where the numbers game and the position numbers really were working against him. Um, Penn State stayed in touch with him. Um, They actually, um, a couple of the assistant coaches were even in to visit him before he got his offer, um, before that official visit weekend where Rivers uh, decommitted. And just that line of communication has always been open, so it wasn't like they they came in with uh, an empty slate at the 11th hour to to steal him. Um, It's really, there was something of a relationship there, and um, really kind of the perfect fit for Penn State when uh, the linebacker spot opened up.
2: Yeah, and Matt, if I if I can interject uh, for uh, one second, isn't? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm trying to Google this while I'm speaking, and I'm very obviously just stalling for time right now. But he is like really close with uh, with Michael Robinson, correct?
1: Yeah, I can't remember exactly how he how he phrased it, but it, you know, there's a long time relationship yeah. there, and I believe, and you two can jump in here and correct me if I'm wrong, that there um, is some. Uh, connection, not a huge one between uh, Brooks and Levar Arrington as well.
0: Arrington mentioned that he coached him. I know he worked with him down in Florida for the Under Armour All America game. Arrington's a coach there pretty much every year, um, and Brooks is down there playing. Uh, I'm not sure if he coached him outside of that. I mean, Levar is. I mean, he's lives in Virginia now. Um, I believe that's where the connection with Michael Robinson comes yeah. from as well, because Robinson being from Virginia. Um, I believe he's actually from Richmond as well, if I remember correctly. Um, so is Russell Wilson. Uh, but the, yeah, I think it, the, I mean, just the, those two coaching connections, I think probably played a big part in yeah. Penn State being that dream school. Yeah. I'm looking
2: up a uh, Richmond, the com story from when he committed uh, his family, his friends with Michael Robinson. Uh, Brooks went to Robinson's college games as a youngster and was 5 years old when he watched Robinson graduate from college and there's actually a really really cool picture uh of Michael Robinson in his cap and gown uh he's dapping up Brooks's dad and little you know 5-year-old Ellis Brooks is just standing there while Michael Robinson is being a college graduate so it's it's that's really cool although I do think uh I read one thing that said uh and I may just, no, I don't think I'm making this up. It basically said, listen, while Ellis is a big Michael Robinson fan, uh, while he uh, has a great relationship with Michael, Michael never really pushed him to Penn State. So it seems like this was a very organic uh, love of Penn State. And like Matt said, once he got that offer, it, it, seemed, it seems like it was over.
0: And just to speak to Matt, what Matt was talking about, how Penn State um, was continually staying in contact with Brooks, even though he didn't have an offer, and we're kind of seeing that also with kind of on a different level. We saw with Mark Webb and with DeAndre Swift, even though they were both committed to Georgia, Penn State was still in that constant communication. I think that's something that people kind of uh, underestimate a little bit. That happens with a a number of recruits. Uh, One of the things that makes... Teams that recruit well so good at is that they're constantly keeping lines of communication open with just every every possible option. So even though the only ones in this class that are really getting to publicity are those constant conversations with Mark webb and with Ellis Brooks, that's something that you should give credit to the coaching staff for doing on a pretty regular basis um, because they. I mean, even with guys, I remember speaking with uh, Brandon McIlwain, who committed to South Carolina, even after he committed to South Carolina, Penn State was still talking to him pretty regularly, and he would check in with me every once in a while and tell me about that. So that's something the staff definitely deserves credit for.
2: Yeah, certainly. Uh, This is the part where I talk about uh, how he projects for Penn State and he he's in a Brooks is in a very fun position because he is a really good linebacker prospect and as we all know there are snaps to be had at middle linebacker. In a way, Rivers decommitting and Brooks coming in is a bit of a blessing in disguise because while we can argue upside and who eventually becomes the better player, or anything like that, uh I think we all agree that Brooks is a better football player right now. He's a better middle linebacker right now, and Penn State really could use a guy who can step in in the event that Jason Cabinda needs a rest or uh, Brandon Smith isn't able to, uh, isn't re- it, for whatever reason, Brandon Smith would need to be off the field. Also, having a guy who could step in and play and be a solid linebacker, he's apparently a very smart kid, Uh, So, knowing all the signals and reading offenses and things like that shouldn't be a huge issue. So, I think it's very plausible that Brooks is able to get some playing time from, you know, his first collegiate game uh, against Akron. Is it Akron this year, guys? I believe so. Akron or whichever irrelevant max school. Uh, But yeah.
0: No max goals are relevant.
2: No max goals are relevant, but yeah, uh, the great thing about that is, and Nick, you can expand on this a little bit more. Uh, dude is very good at hitting people extremely hard.
0: Yeah, so he's a very explosive player. That's that's kind of a theme of this recruiting class in general. A lot of these guys just there's maybe not maybe they need to round off some some of the rougher edges on their game, but they all have something that they're very explosive in, whether it's an explosive kick returner, uh, whether it's an explosive runner. Brooks is an explosive tackler. He hits like a dude who's coming at you full force with a truck stick and Madden. Like he's, he's going to hit you as hard as he can when he gets a chance to. Um, And, That's something that can work against him a little bit at times. He probably needs to work on becoming a more uh, consistent and uh, wrap-up style tackler, considering he is a middle linebacker. But that's something that kind of comes with experience of playing at the college level. Obviously, in high school, when you're that much bigger and stronger and faster than everyone else, why not just go for the big fumble, jarring hit every single time? So I expect that not to be a huge issue. I think he'll be able to clean that up Um, kind of in that way. He reminds me a little bit of Troy reader as a prospect. He was another kid who hit hard, but hit high, which caused him to miss tackles from time to time. And even just as a redshirt freshman, we saw reader improve with that a lot. So I, I trust this coaching staff to get Brooks to where he needs to be. Yeah. Anyone else have anything to add?
2: I like him a lot and I, it's going to be fun watching him play football.
0: Yeah, and he will forever be linked with Dylan Rivers, and it should be fun when Penn State and Virginia Tech meet up in 2020 and both those dudes are starting.